1: Welcome to the Early Edge Championship Sunday Mega Preview presented by BetMGM. I am so excited for this show. I know Nick Sedaris is excited. He said he's here for the stoic one. I'm here for the stoic one. And for Mike McClure, let's bring on the guys as we dive into Championship Sunday. I'm here from the studio in Fort Lauderdale. It's beautiful. I'm looking at cameras all over the wall, guys. So I apologize for that. Uh, But first, any takeaways from Divisional Weekend that you think are going to be relevant this Sunday? And I'll start with you, Mikey.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, I think you still got to on Kansas City side, watch some of the injury report with, with the uh, offensive line that could come into play in this one. Uh, and then as far as the, uh, uh, the rest of the games here, you know, San Francisco probably didn't deserve to win. Do they bounce back to form or do they play uh, the way they have a couple of times down the stretch? So, yeah, I think that there's definitely things uh, to consider. And then, of course, uh, Patrick Mahomes, you know, bet against him at your own risk uh, as an underdog in the playoffs. That's called foreshadowing. Uh, Two things before I get to RJ,
1: please hit the like button. And number two, please put your questions in the chat. Any prop questions you have or cider total or anything that you're looking to play, put it in the chat. We will try to get to it. RJ, how about you?
0: Yeah, interesting. The Detroit defense allowed another big game to the opposing quarterback you know, five weeks in a row, I think, allowing big games yardage-wise. Um, so we'll see. If you figure if that's going to keep happening, they're going to lose one of these games. But they've had a pretty comfortable win last week. Um, so we'll see if they can continue that and pull off the upset in that game.
1: Yeah, 8.5 yards per play allowed to Baker Mayfield and uh, per pass, and that was the lowest they've allowed the last five weeks. Dak Prescott through for 345. That's the lowest in the last five weeks. So opposing quarterbacks are just going off. Uh, that has me definitely looking over on Brock Purdy, regardless of whether uh, Debo suits up or not. But first, let's get to the Ravens and the Chiefs and Mikey I'm just going to start because I'm on the Ravens I laid the 3 at -120. I know the Chiefs have looked good the last 3 weeks offensively. Uh finally got some touchdowns going against the Bills, but the Bills were so banged up. The Dolphins were so banged up and then the Bengals are horrific defensively. Now you're facing a Ravens team that only had to be on the field for 46 plays. They didn't get a turnover, they didn't get a sack and yet it is the best playoff game defensively since 1999, I saw us down on Twitter in terms of EPA per play. I mean, the Texans couldn't run it 2.7. They couldn't pass it 5.3 yards per pass. They only had 10 first downs. I don't think this Chiefs offense is currently constructed is dramatically better than CJ Stroud and the Texans, although Patrick Mahomes, we have to admit, is in another class. And you look at the Chiefs defense, 78 plays on the field in Buffalo. They got gashed for over 180 yards on the ground. What are they going to do to stop Lamar Jackson in that ground game that put up 229? I also saw a stat where the Chiefs struggle defending runs out of the shotgun, and Lamar has run a ton out of the shotgun. So I think it sets up well for a Baltimore win. I'm not calling for anything decisive like a 10-point win or a 20-point win, uh, but to win by a touchdown, to win by four or more, I think is very doable. Mikey, I know you're going opposite me. Let's hear it.
2: Yeah, well, I will say, awesome job getting the best of the number there. Uh, I do not think you will see or sniff anywhere near a minus three, minus 120. The rest of the week here, I actually think this thing is going to touch four for a little bit, uh, but I am on Kansas City side. Uh, once again, I think that they're undervalued. The Baltimore side is clearly the better team. We, I think there's very little doubt about that. What I don't think that should be happening is I don't think you should be getting north of a field goal with Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, just knowing the way that they like to play football games. They're going to keep that clock running and they're going to have long sustained drives. I do think they'll have success between the 20s against Baltimore. Baltimore had a great performance against the Texans, but the Texans were, in my opinion, not a great football team. I backed them to beat the Browns. The Browns were not a good football team. We're talking teams, in my opinion, that are not in the top 15 of the NFL. Uh, and when you look at this Texans defense, that Texans offense, uh, they have massive home road splits. But before the game against Baltimore, they actually didn't play a defensive unit that finished in the top 14 uh, in, in terms of being a defensive unit. So I, I don't think that they played any really good competition down there until they got to Baltimore. So this is one where I like the Kansas City side here. Uh, I've played it at 3.5. I've played it at 4.5 minus 125. I've played the money line all the way up to plus 170. There are lots of different prices floating around in the market here as books try to really uh, gauge where, where their action is going to be here. But uh, I like the Chiefs definitely at plus 170 here. Uh, I personally think they're going to be able to run the football uh, it's Essentially just kind of were able to stack the box and shut down all of the run game. Uh, I don't think you can do that against Patrick Mahomes. I do if even try that. I think he will find a way to pick you apart no matter who's throwing the football to. Uh, so once again, I will be on the Chiefs side. Uh, here. interested to read your officiating article that will likely come out later this week on this one.
1: Well, that was a gut punch uh, when we found out that Sean Smith is going to be the ref who's been one of the best, if not the best refs for road teams uh, historically. And I want to dive into that more. And I should know for anyone who's not watching, but listening to this show, Mike has a half a unit at three and a half, a half a unit at four and a half and a half a unit on the money line. All for the Chiefs. RJ, we have a major dispute here. Settle it.
0: Yeah, I understand what Mike's saying. Uh I just think that you need to be on Baltimore here, even at minus three and a half. I think they're they're just a much better team. And even with Pat the Patrick Mahomes factor, this feels like a game they could win. I know Mikey's laddering it the other way. I would consider laddering it toward the Baltimore side. I think we're still underrating how good this team is based on how they performed during the regular season. You know, Anytime they had a, a big task like that San Francisco game, they clearly aced it. Um, so this just seems like a very strong team. And the Chiefs team that I've seen coming down the stretch not in, obviously isn't up to what it was in the past, but doesn't really feel like it's on par with this Ravens team. So I think this is a game... The Ravens can go out and win. I mean, they did a great job adjusting to the extreme blitz that Houston threw at them last week. Did not expect that to happen, but but Houston threw everything at them blitz-wise, and in the second half, they played really well. It's hard to see what Kansas City has that's going to shut them down. I think they're going to score their points. Uh, Baltimore top three in yards per rush and yards per pass in regular season, so they can attack the Kansas City weakness versus the run like you were talking about. Uh, Kansas City 28th in interception rate. Couldn't pick off Josh Allen, and Baltimore's offense also top three in interception rate, so likely to protect the ball there, not Give it away on the on the Lamar front and make you know Mahomes have to go and be pretty much perfect. That's the key. To those drives that Mikey's talking about and get touchdowns instead of field goals, which was a problem before that Buffalo game and even early in the Buffalo game when they had to kick two field goals early. Thought that Buffalo might have the edge from there, but then Kansas City obviously got it done. So. We'll see what happens. My ratings have Baltimore four points better on a neutral. I just think there's so much clear of the rest of the AFC. And I don't think the market's valuing them high enough. So obviously at home, I would definitely play the three and a half. Um, I'm going to hold out hope that Mikey's wrong. though, and hope that we can get three before I play it.
1: And now I'm going to get to your official play on the game, RJ, in one second. Uh, we had a question about Lamar over 63 and a half rushing yards. Definitely, I am leaning over. I like his attempts better. It was nine and a half. I would still go over ten and a half attempts. I think this is a major running spot for Lamar after what we saw Josh Allen do. Let's look at the total briefly, and then I want to get to RJ's play, official play on this game, the total sitting at 44 and a half. RJ, actually, why don't you go ahead and give me your lean on on the total and your official
0: play? Yeah, my lean on the total is the under. I um, feel like Kansas City's going to have trouble um, you know, scoring points. My official play is them going under 20 and a half points. They faced, like you said, a bad sincey defense and two beat-up defenses. I thought the Buffalo defense would still be able to get it done um, and have enough healthy players to get it done but that obviously didn't happen there's going to be a much tougher opponent healthier defense uh much better than those teams Third in yards per play first in yards per pass second in red zone success rate where kansas city has been mediocre so this feels like a field goal game to me for kansas city where they're gonna have trouble getting into the end zone i like them going under 20 and a half at minus 120
1: the ravens team total over 23 and a half that's a question in the chat from brandon silva mikey you want to handle that one
2: yeah. Um, you know, I'm I have a, just the slightest of leans to the under in the game, which would put me on the under on the Baltimore team total as well, since I'm on the Kansas City side. Uh, I'm not touching the total in this game. I think there are a number of paths uh, where this game could be a, a 2017 game or it could be a game that's, you know, 31-27, I think is very very possible. It all comes down to what what is Patrick Mahomes able to do offensively, right? Uh, I think that Baltimore is going to have success. Kansas City, this is the best defense they've had in a long, long time. Definitely the best defense Patrick Mahomes has played with. The question is, is can they stop Baltimore in the red zone at all? If they have to, if they can make Baltimore settle for a Justin Tucker field goal, it's very possible that uh, this game ultimately lands under, but I'm not touching the total in it. Uh, I think that they're going to be able to move the football i'm right on the number it's 43.944 um so that that's where i'm at there i will comment on uh Lamar Jackson quickly, I you couldn't pay me to take his under. Uh, you could offer me under 63 and a half rushing yards uh, at probably plus 170 and I wouldn't take it uh, to tell you that. So I love Lamar Jackson rushing in this game. Uh, there are only scenarios that he doesn't get this number in my opinion are the scenarios where the defense for Baltimore scores multiple touchdowns or he leaves the game early due to injury. Otherwise the football should be in his hands. Uh, they got a glimpse of what Josh Allen was able to do. He's a lot better runner than Josh Josh Allen, uh, and has way more to work with offensively. So, yes, uh, only one way to look on that total for Lamar. I wouldn't be shocked to see it close at 70.
1: And for me, the Ravens team total 23 and a half is an over or nothing. When you look at the way Baltimore attacks, they want to attack the middle of the field. They could get Mark Andrews back. Isaiah likely has been very dynamic and the chief strength to me are those outside corners, but that is not as much of a concern because that's the way Baltimore attacks in the middle of the field. So I would lean over on that. I do see a nice comment in the chat. Uh, let's see who it's from but uh anyway he's basically he's riding with mikey uh and he doesn't care because mikey has made him so much money and if he goes down in flames uh and the ravens run away with it he will accept that because of how much mikey has made for him so appreciate that comment go ahead
2: mike i just had a question for rj and you larry uh you know kansas city i i think that it's very clear the market's been a little down on them and for great reason right Say the scenario happens where Kansas City gets the football first. They march down the field, score a touchdown. Do you think the live play, live betting market is still going to treat it as if the pregame number was three and a half trending towards four? Or do you think they make an adjustment and treat it as if this was a one point spread, one and a half point spread if Kansas City? Because that's what I'm looking for. And that's what I think happens. And that's where I'll be looking to potentially start grabbing Baltimore live.
0: Yeah, I think they do adjust. I think Kansas City needs to play ahead in this game. And and if they get ahead, it's going to be a lot easier for people to buy into them, being able to salt this game away. So I think that adjustment will happen. They just won't assume Baltimore is going to all of a sudden go up and win the game by four plus points. Cool.
2: That was my my, thought, my thinking for sure. So and to me, you know, both
1: coaching staffs are unbelievably top-notch uh, when you talk about Spagnolo and Harbaugh, and it's just – and Andy Reid, obviously. So this is just – and Mike McDonald. So, I mean, you have, like, the coaching Mount Rushmore going against each other. You have Lamar Jackson against Patrick Mahomes, and Patrick Mahomes has done it every time. I believe, right, there's no time where he's been over a field goal dog or and not covered the spread, right? I mean, he's he was eight one and one against the number as an underdog um, going into last week, and now we can say nine one and one. I need to look back and see what that one loss was. RJ, do you have it offhand? No, I don't have it offhand. Okay. well, uh, you're under the weather, so I'm going to give you a pass on that one. And I appreciate you being here and I appreciate everyone being here. And we are still going to take some questions on that game. So if you have any more prop questions on that game, put them in the chat and we will get to them. But right now, where are you going to bet this game? Well, bet MGM. Customers, you sign up today, you get $158 in bonus bets. You place your first wager for at least $5, and you will get $158 instantly in bonus bets, regardless of the outcome, with bonus code EDGE158. That is EDGE158. And, of course, that's in honor of Super Bowl 58, which is only 19 days away. Guys, we are going to get to the Niners and the Lions in depth. But first, let's hear from one of our sponsors. Well, Big Cheesy is feeling good about Ravens minus three, and so am I. Uh, But right now we got to get to the NFC with the Niners laying a full touchdown to the Detroit Lions and perfect weather in San Francisco. So this game is going to be something. I'm going to start with you, RJ, because you have an official play on this game. By the way, we're looking at a total of 51. RJ, how are you playing it? Yeah, I'm going to pass
0: on the spread. I think seven feels about right, though I do believe San Francisco is going to cover. Um, it got down to six and a half on Monday. was hoping that all the positivity on the Lions coming out of that game would draw it down to six before I played it. Instead, it seemed like the market said six and a half was not right, and now all we're seeing is seven. So we'll see if it moves again. Um, Detroit, I know the weather's perfect, but this is a new challenge on the road. They have not played— uh, 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 more, they only played one outdoor game since October. That was against the Bears, went 20 of 35 for 161 and two interceptions, Koff did at Chicago in a 28 13 loss. So even if it's not going to be a rain game like it was last week, I'm just not sure that the Detroit pass offense is going to be at its best outdoor in the elements where they're not used to playing. You get the San Francisco defense's fifth in yards per pass in regulation di- in the regular season. Did a great job slowing down a previously red-hot Jordan Love in that game uh, who I think was playing better than Goff. Um, so even if the Detroit offense isn't done in by an outdoor matchup, I think San Francisco can still win this game by 7 to 10 points because my official play is San Francisco going over their team total of 29 and a half. Detroit's defense has been terrible stopping the pass. Could not contain Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans last week. Don't see how they contain this offense. That's number one in yards per pass. Going to move the ball at will even if Debo Samuel can't go I mean Jawan Jennings looked pretty good after the Samuel injury last week so it just seems like a game where San Francisco is going to get whatever they want through the air and uh, going to be able to soar over the 29 and a half and then we'll see if Detroit can can handle being outdoors and keep up and make it a competitive game
1: RJ, I absolutely love that play because I think what people were missing the, when Debo went out is that they didn't have time to adjust, that the game plan was built around Debo being in there. But I think Kyle Shanahan already knows or has an inkling of whether Debo is going to play and he's adjusting his game plan. And with guys like Kittle and Ayuk and Jennings and CMC, they will do whatever they want, I believe, against this Lions defense. But I'm not in a rush to lay it at a full touchdown. Mikey, I want to get your uh, lean or p- play on the side. And also somebody in the chat asking, Sam Laporta, anytime touchdown.
2: Ooh, yeah, I don't bet a ton of uh, anytime touchdown scores like that. I don't think that Detroit's going to have a ton of success uh, scoring points in this game. So I, I lean under the 51. I'm certainly nervous about uh, San Francisco you know, scoring well up into the 35-plus point range uh, and ultimately getting this thing there. But definitely lean under here. I think the one area that Detroit can have some success is on the ground. Uh, When you look at Jameer Gibbs most specifically, uh, profile is very similar to Aaron Jones. I think he's going to be able to have just enough success. The question is, do they commit to it enough? I personally think they will for as long as they can. I think Detroit's only path to winning this game is an ugly physical game. I think they have no shot winning if it requires them to score 31 points or more. I think they know that. Uh, so I think the home road splits playing outdoors have always been an issue for golf. I expect that to continue here. Uh, I don't think the San Francisco defense is all that good personally. Uh, so we'll see what, uh, what, what their game plan is on the Detroit side, but I could see Detroit uh, committing to the run, committing to literally trying to milk every second off of that clock and just get further in the game. Um, so I'm on the under here as a lean. I made the number 49, um, Don't feel great about investing heavily into it because of the San Francisco side.
1: You had a great transition there talking about the Lions running the ball against the Niners. I actually thought the Niners run defense held up pretty well. Javon Hargrave and, and Armstead are back in the middle. Aaron Jones had and I was on his prop and I needed that long run late in the fourth quarter that he broke a 53 yarder. We and me and RJ both needed that to cash our prop of combined over 92 and a half, 94 and a half rushing receiving yards, 17 carries for 55 yards until that run. Now you can say, well, you can't take away that run. Well, to me, that's Aaron Jones. That's an explosive run. David Montgomery is a guy that is not explosive. I think everyone can agree on that. 10 carries, 33 yards last week, 3.3 yards per carry. I'm going under 47.5 on David Montgomery as my first official play in this game. You look back at his last five games as Jameer Gibbs has deservedly started to get more touches. He's averaged exactly 50 yards, but the thing is, the Lions have been ahead basically that entire time. There's been one game against the Cowboys where they were down a touchdown, and that was only in the fourth quarter. Earlier in the game, the game was within four points the whole way. So the Lions have not been in a negative game script the past five games of being down, say, 10 points. And now you're a touchdown underdog. You could easily be in that game script. Plus, you just have the fact that you need Jameer Gibbs. You need his explosion on the ground against this 49ers defense. I love this play. I love David Montgomery under 47.5. Would play it down to 45 and a half. And then on the other side, CMC receiving yards over 35 and a half, 36.5 in that range. Now, if Debo doesn't play, this one become this this line is going to go up because in the two games that Debo missed. 64 yards and 51 receiving yards for Christian McCaffrey He had 12 targets last week, but he only caught, he only managed 30 yards, but now he's facing linebackers like Derek Barnes, Jack Campbell. These are bottom 10 linebackers in terms of coverage. They can't stick with Christian McCaffrey. He's had five plus targets in four straight games. I love him as a receiver this week, because we all know how tough it is to run on the Detroit lions. RJ, any thoughts on my two props?
0: You mentioned how tough it is. Rashad White did a pretty good job. I had Rashad White under fifty-five and a half rushing yards, and he barely stayed under at at, on just nine carries. I was shocked when he was, you know, uh, rattling off those long runs uh, over and over again. Because that's not the Detroit defense, so um, I, I shudder to think what's going to happen in this matchup when they're playing a much better running back here. Maybe he does get it going on the ground as much as he does in the past, and it's just a massive game for them. Even if Debo isn't isn't in, like we talked about earlier, um, could they lean on McCaffrey on the ground game, considering how bad the ground game looked, the the ground defense looked last week? Um, in addition to hitting those big plays that we know San Francisco's capable of, to the big names, Ayut Kittle, and even some of the secondary names as well.
1: Reno in the chat wants to talk about Jared Goff going outdoors. And I think it's a great question, but the thing is it's perfect weather. So it's not like going outdoors to Chicago and the guy is from Northern California and he played there. So it's nothing he's unfamiliar with. So that's why I'm a little hesitant to go under on his passing yards. But I will say an amazing stat I saw from Cleve T.A., Dome teams going outdoors in this round. 0-7 straight up, 0-7 against the spread and failing to cover by more than 25 points a game with the average score being 38-10. to um, RJ, well, let's start with Mike. Does that outdoor situation that we talked about right there, does that have any relevance with Jared Goff given how good the weather is going to be?
2: I think it does. Uh, You know, he's someone we've got a pretty significant sample on now, um, you know, dating back to his former team too. We love playing him uh, when he's playing indoors in a controlled environment and we don't when he is not. Uh, but I, I really think it comes down to just the mismatch in this game. I, I think that the 49ers are still the better team by a, a pretty significant margin here. You know, Detroit has had a great season. They might be able to have a great game plan. Uh, they might have one of the Dan Campbell trick plays that ultimately nets them a big play or a touchdown, keeps them alive here. Um but I'm not looking to fade Jared Goff on the passing yards, mostly because I think that they could be in a pretty extreme negative game script where they have to throw, uh, where some of those chunk plays will be there. So I personally think there are other ways to attack the game. I'm not, intru- I'm not going over for sure, but I- I'm not as high on fading the, uh, the Goff passing game just because of what I think will be there in terms of some of that garbage time.
1: The one thing that concerns me about Jared Goff is this is a guy, as you guys know, he lives over the middle of the field. But that's where Dre Greenlaw, that's where Fred Warner are. The Niners defend the middle of the field so well. And even Amon Ross St. Brown, a lot of his stuff is over the middle. Jared Goff is not very successful on the outside, which is where you need to attack the 49ers. RJ, what about you? What's your projection for Jared Goff?
0: Yeah, he could have a solid game. I do worry that even if it is perfect weather, it's still playing outdoors, and and they just have not done a lot of that down the stretch, or really at all this season. I mean, you look at their schedule – and the last uh road game they had was at dallas before that at minnesota and then the chicago game we talked about at new orleans at the chargers so it's it's like you know he hasn't had that much experience and even if the weather is perfect it's just you get used to playing indoors in in that type of environment now you got to go outdoors with this uh uh, the 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 crowd going against you there we'll see how he handles it um you know wasn't as impressed with him uh, last week. I think a lot of a lot of what they did was based off the run game, having a little bit more success than we expected against that Tampa defense and uh, made things a little easier for him. So I, I don't think that's going to be the case with San Francisco. I think he's going to have to win the game with his arm to keep up with this offense and we'll see if he's capable. I mean, he's proven people wrong before he got the Rams to a Super Bowl uh, way back when. And if he could do that, he could certainly do it with this team.
1: Joseph Joseph Swingram, excuse me, in the chat asking about Brock Purdy interceptions. Now he put one and a half. I, I would go under one and a, oh, under a half if I had to uh, to make a play on Brock Purdy, just because the weather is going to be fine. And we saw him struggle in the rain uh, against the Packers. We saw him struggle at Cleveland. But when the conditions are good, Brock Purdy is typically very very efficient. Except against the Ravens, uh, when he threw four picks. Guys, what are your thoughts on Brock? Purdy interception. I'll start with you, Mikey.
2: Yeah, not something I'm overly anxious to be playing. Uh, you know, you mentioned the perfect conditions and the game plan overall for San Francisco. I actually do think it'll be a relatively conservative game plan uh, because I think they're going to be able to get whatever they want. Uh, I don't see Detroit stopping McCaffrey at all, really. Um, so, you know, if you want to bet on some ball over the middle of the Kittle being tipped and intercepted, I think that that's OK, but uh, not something I am interested in here is I don't think they're going to put Purdy in a bunch of situations to make mistakes here. I think that uh, he, he a lot of people will call him a game manager. I think that's exactly what he will be uh, in this matchup.
1: RJ. Yeah, he's done
0: an interception in six games out of the, the 16, 17, however many he played, uh, including the playoff game there. Um, so I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, Detroit, pretty bad defense um, in terms of defending the pass. They do get a decent amount of interceptions, though. So, you know, maybe they're able to find that off a of deflection. We saw that happen in that Tampa Bay game. They uh, they they ate off that, that deflection there early, really helped them uh, get a lead in that game and, and put it away. So maybe the luck's with them there, maybe – if Purdy has to rely on a pass catcher that isn't as um, a prolific with Samuel out, like a Jennings or a Ronnie Bell, um, maybe something slips through their hands and then get a deflected interception. So you never really know with those type of props. But it does seem like they're gonna—he's gonna keep it pretty safe. But I think the big plays are gonna be there against this Detroit defense. So I don't know that he necessarily just has to go down over the middle and work the middle of the field. I think he can go deep and still not really worry about interceptions too much if he's making good decisions. Which you know that offense is gonna set him up for.
1: Big Cheesy wants to know about Elijah Mitchell uh, rushing props, and I admit, Big Cheesy, I haven't had time to break those down. Uh, have not looked at his props yet. RJ, do you have any thought on a role for Elijah Mitchell?
0: It depends on how the game's going. If you do think it's gonna be a blowout San Francisco wise, I mean let's let's save McCaffrey who's been thinged up near the end of the season, not have him take too many shots, and then you can get Mitchell, you know, twelve to fifteen carries. And at that point you have to expect him to go over his, his rushing prop at that point. So um really it's hard to say at this point of of, of the uh, the you know, in the pregame, you're just gonna have to figure out what your projections are for what's gonna happen. If you're like me, you think San Francisco can win in a route. I think it's smart to play Elijah Mitchell overs as well.
1: Um, Mike, I'm going to come to you on Elijah Mitchell. If you have any opinion, but an earlier question from the chat, Butker and Tucker, any thoughts on their field goal props?
2: Yeah, I'm definitely not playing unders on them. Uh, Two of the best kickers in the league. I actually think Baltimore will be a little conservative and elect to uh, put points on the board, knowing that the Kansas city might have trouble uh, scoring at all here. So I I definitely like the Tucker side, the Butker side, uh, I think is definitely a fine look Uh, as far as Mitchell I think it's an interesting call out. I think the thing that was somewhat discouraging is the fact that he didn't get a single carry uh, against Green Bay, uh, even though Debo did leave the game. Um, I think that what the thought process there and I I don't disagree with it. I think it could be something that happens and I I think it should happen Uh, if Debo is out. I could see scenarios where in some packages, not the whole game, but in some packages, Christian McCaffrey and Mitchell play together. Uh, McCaffrey's in that passing game a little bit like the Debo role. That would be the path. But again, for that, I I do agree with RJ that you need to be baking in the fact that you you could have the Niners up 10 points in this game late uh, for that to really happen. Um, Again, it was very discouraging that he didn't get a single attempt last week. Haas in the
1: chat. Uh, Was here for your takes on the Chiefs, Mikey, but I I would also like you to elaborate because you were talking about playing the Chiefs plus three and a half, plus four and a half and money line pregame. And then if the Chiefs got up early, you wanted to come back and take a piece of Baltimore and try to middle this thing. What lines are you looking to grab with the Ravens live?
2: The first one that I'll be looking to grab with the Ravens, uh, if Kansas City scores, is I'll be looking to play Ravens money line. Hopefully, plus one thirty or better. Uh, That would require Kansas City to be up a touchdown early or up three to four, you know, after halftime for that kind of thing to start to happen. Um, But I'll I'll be looking to essentially where I've got Kansas City plus one seventy. An ideal buy point would be plus one thirty or more on Baltimore, uh, where I'm still profiting either way on the money line positions, and then after that. Uh, you know, if you watch the Buffalo game, I was all in on Kansas city. I did not hedge at all. I didn't bet Buffalo, but if you were someone who wanted to, and I will have far more interest in this matchup and doing it, uh, you could have bet Buffalo plus 200. You could have bet Buffalo plus three and a half plus four and a half. You could have bet Buffalo plus three and a half at even money when they were only down three, uh, a lot late in that game. So there are a lot of opportunities to bet both sides. Um, I didn't do it against, uh, the Buffalo bills. I was very confident in Kansas city there but I will definitely be looking to uh, make informed plays on the Ravens' side should they fall behind.
1: Brandon Ayuk, we got a question in the chat about Brandon Ayuk receiving yards. Thank you for that question, Eric David. Sitting there at 79-and-a-half, 80-and-a-half, uh, pretty high number, but you got to look at the way the number one receivers have absolutely demolished the Detroit Lions uh, week to week to week, and it happened again with Mike Evans. RJ, are you willing to play Brandon Ayuk over – Before you know Debo's status.
0: Yes, I am, because uh, he is the primary receiver for them, the number one receiver he's been for much of the year. Detroit has allowed a, a receiver to top 140 receiving yards in five straight games. That's a massive number. So you got a lot of room to play with there for Ayuk. Even if Samuel plays and you think they're going to split some of the work there, it just feels like this is a game that Ayuk is going to top 100 yards. And if Samuel is out, uh, the target share condensed even further, I would be looking to play those alternates and Ayuk to top 100 yards just with how this Detroit defense is playing, because it seems like he's going to be able to hit some... Big plays downfield, and uh, you're going to get a pretty juicy number there. Hopefully, in the like plus, you know, one fifty to one seventy range, uh, in this outcome of him getting to be the sixth uh, receiver in a row to get hundred yards against this defense.
1: Doctor Straight Luck in the chat wants to know about Zach Ertz lines. Have you guys seen Zach Ertz lines posted?
0: No, I haven't.
1: No, it looks like a no. Uh, That is a great question though. And Haas says you guys rock. Thanks. I want to thank you and I want to thank everyone in the chat for being here today as we broke down those two games. Of course, we are going to have so much more on these games the rest of the week on the early edge and of course on Sunday leading up to it. But let's get to our recap screen guys and Mikey and I Mike. I don't think we're having a before we go through these bets. Mikey, I don't think we're having a showdown because we took two different plays here: Ravens minus three, uh, and you're on the Chiefs at three and a half or higher. Am, am I correct? You're not willing to to go head to head with me at minus three.
2: I mean, I absolutely will if you want the uh, if we want the showdown and we want some entertainment. I have no problem doing it. Um, just because I am on the Kansas City money line, I will. You know, I'm not going to ask you for a, a different price point there. I'll I'll play you minus three at even money.
1: You're not even going to make me pay you 120. No.
2: Yeah, we'll play. Come on. No, no, no. Uh, As a
1: man of integrity, I will definitely pay you 120 if you go down uh, to minus three, because that's only fair. Works for me. Yeah, 100% in. Jake, I didn't even tell you about this, but hit the music if you got it. I can't remember the last time I had a showdown with Mikey, but I have a vague sense that it did not go well. That said, let's get to our best bets recap. Again, 11 and 2 in the playoffs, 15 and 4 the last three weeks with these guys up on the screen. RJ, let's hear from you.
0: I have the Chiefs team total going under 20 and a half and minus 120. This is a big step up in competition for them facing a very good Baltimore defense that's thirty yards per play, first in yards per pass, and second in red zone success rate where the Chiefs have struggled a bit. I also have the 49ers to go over 29 and a half on their team total at minus 120. This Detroit defense has been very bad, and it's been really bend but don't break for them. They're not giving up a ton of points. They are giving up a lot of yards, and, they, and against the San Francisco 49ers, who are first in yards per play and yards per or first in yards per pass on the season. I think they're going to score a ton of points in this game should, should get into the 30s.
1: I love that play, RJ. I kind of wish I was on it already because we saw 30 and a half and 31 and a half for the 49ers as the season wound down and the Detroit Lions are not a good defense right now. Last in yards per play over the past month. My official plays, Ravens minus three going head to head with Mikey. Christian McCaffrey as a receiver. He can hit this even if Debo is active, but if Debo for some reason is not active or he's limited, then this one to me is an absolute slam dunk. And then David Montgomery under. He's steady. He's a plotter. He's a guy you want to get the ball in the end zone, but they need Jameer Gibbs. I think we're going to see Jameer Gibbs get the touches, especially if they fall behind. And Mikey, I'll let you wrap it up.
2: Yeah, I'm on the Chiefs here. Uh, You know, Baltimore, I think that they are clearly the better team uh, if we were to play this game 10,000 times. We are going to play it one time, uh, and I love getting Patrick Mahomes here with the points. Uh, When I look at Baltimore where they're vulnerable, they're vulnerable on the run. I make them my bottom third team against the run in the NFL, uh, especially in this particular matchup against Isaiah Pacheco. Could they try to stop that and test Patrick Mahomes with their second best pass defense, maybe the first best pass defense in the league? Absolutely. Uh, If you're going to put the numbers in favor of Mahomes because you believe you're great, you know, in the secondary, I want to see what Patrick Mahomes can do there. Ultimately, I think it's just another competitive game and going north of a field goal here. I think Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes is going to do just enough. Uh, And then again, we'll look forward to reading more about what i still think is a very small sample size. We'll talk about the referee stats But the thing you have to consider, everything in the NFL is a small sample size. We're always dealing with sample sizes a lot smaller than we would like relative to other sports.
1: The lines for the potential Super Bowl are already out. Brandon Silva asked about it in the chat. I believe the Niners are one and a half over Baltimore. What would they be over uh, Kansas City, R.J.?
0: over kansas city um let me pull up my my ratings but i think that they would probably be around um two and a half for me um and i I think i think that that uh, that Baltimore San Francisco line is wrong. I, I was able to bet um, exact Super Bowl uh, you know uh, result as Ravens over 49ers because I got better value than 49ers over Ravens. We saw what the Ravens did to them in the first meeting. I don't know why this that would be any different here. So I, I think Baltimore is the team to beat here. Was surprised to be able to get them two to one to win the Super Bowl under the 49ers. Um, I know they have a more difficult matchup this week, but they just seem like such a better team right now among the four that are remaining. And then getting three to one on the exact result for them to beat the 49ers.
1: I like it. Mikey, any thoughts on the potential Super Bowl matchups? And Jake, I apologize to Jake, our producer, for taking liberties and and going off script. But Mikey, any thoughts on potential Super Bowl lines?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's very clear for me the value is going to be on the Kansas City uh, versus San Francisco game, just because I'm, I'm much higher than market on Kansas City, like San Francisco. I think that that's where the value lies. I think the most interesting look ahead line, though, is you can bet This uh, Ravens team minus four and a half against the Lions. Uh, I know the Lions play great in a dome in a controlled environment, uh, but I do not agree with those ratings uh, at all. Uh, Kansas City's minus three and a half against Detroit and the Ravens are only minus four and a half. Uh, So that shows you what they think the uh, home field advantage is worth to this weekend in Baltimore.
1: Very interesting. And we will dive into it not only next week on our Super Bowl mega preview, but also Super Bowl week. We will have another mega preview coming to you live from Vegas in front of the Bellagio. Yes, I will be there. I can't wait. And I hope you join us for that. Stay on this channel. The Early Edge will be back 10 a.m. tomorrow uh, and every day the rest of the week. And of course, Sunday will be leading right up to kickoff one hour before kickoff with a mega preview show. Thank you so much for joining and good luck.